Hey everybody, are you ready to get the most out of your career? You're going to want to tune in today and the next few weeks because we're going to be talking about getting the most out of your career. Hey everybody, welcome to the Love Monday podcast. I'm glad you could join me today. Really excited about today's episode. I think I say that about every week, but I am. It's just how it is. If you're not familiar with the Love Monday podcast, let me explain. The Love Monday podcast is all about loving Monday, just like Friday, but for a different reason. And people say to me sometimes, you're nuts. That's crazy. Nobody could love Monday just like Friday. Nobody does that. But in actuality, about 30% of people love Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason. Where does that leave you? Are you in the 30% or that other 70% who get the Sunday scaries on Sunday, who dread Monday long before Monday arrives, rather than it's on its appointed day being Monday, you dread it on Sunday. And I do, I've said this before, but I do these informal surveys. It's not like a Gallup survey or something like that. That's all scientific. It's a, you know, it's like the ones you see on Facebook that say, which member of the Brady Bunch are you most like? It's, well, at least it's a poll. And so this time I'm, it's not a test, it's just a poll. And I ask the question, when does Monday hit you? When does it arrive for you? Does it arrive on its appointed day, Monday morning? Or does it hit you sometime on Sunday or maybe even Saturday? What I find is, about 70 to 72% of people, every time I ask that question, say it hits them sometime before Monday. Either, you know, 6 to 10 on Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, or about 14 to 15% of people tell me that it hits them on Monday or Sunday morning. So they're sacrificing half their weekend to the Monday, Sunday scaries and the Monday blues. So that's what we're all about at the, on this podcast. And sometimes we talk about stuff that help managers be better managers to help their people love Monday just like Friday and help themselves. But most of the time we talk about you, the individual who has the Sunday scaries on Sunday and Monday hits before Monday. And so today we're going to talk about getting the most out of your career. And so I want to talk about a little bit uh, about this concept and, and are you getting the most out of your career? Because a lot of people aren't. And I talk often about the mistakes that people make that make them hate Monday. And there are four basic mistakes that people hate Monday. We're going to talk about a couple of them specifically as we go through this getting the most out of your career topic today. So let's begin by talking about just like the importance of career fulfillment. How, is important, how important is that to you? Now, I've talked to some people. I talked to somebody recently, actually, who said career fulfillment is nothing to me. Whatever job I have is just a job and it's just a means to an end. It just earns me money so that I can live and I can live the life I want to when I'm not working. That's one perspective. It's not a bad perspective, but most people can't compartmentalize like that. And most people are in a role, not most people, but a lot of people are in a role that they just dread Monday. And, you know, 70%, basically. And that's that number's not my number. Um, it correlates very closely to, an, to employee engagement statistics, in the, at least in the U.S. But there's also, speaking like I did of Gallup earlier, there's a Gallup survey out there that, um, from the past that talks about the most dreaded day of the week. Um, and actually, 
or the most hated day and the most hated month and the most hated season, um, as I recall that study had. I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, but but actually the most hated day of the week is Tuesday, um, but the most dreaded day of the week is Monday. And, and those numbers, those engagement numbers, kind of correspond to what this survey said. It was a little under 70% of people who don't like Monday, but it was close. So with that, the significance of finding fulfillment in your career, if you're not like this guy who can compartmentalize, then your career is, there's a large percentage of your waking hours that are spent in your career. Not even the majority, but a large percentage of them. And so career fulfillment is kind of a big deal to a lot of people. And how do you find that? And a lot of times when I'm coaching people, they are, because I coach people on this stuff, and a lot of times when I'm coaching people, they come to me and they say, okay, I need you to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. What is my ideal career? And it's never that easy because nobody has one thing they were meant to do. There's no one ideal career. Now, you might find you have what a lot of people call a calling, but even in those situations, my experience is it's not one career that you could fulfill that calling with. It, it could be a number of them. So when we get to down and dirty in the details and they want to say, funnel me down to that one job that's ideal. When we go through the whole process that I take them through, yes, we do funnel down, but we funnel down to what you do best, what your strengths are, what your peak experiences have been, those things you rocked on the job. And when we get to that, then we start to draw these common connections and threads between those best days you've ever had at work. And when we do that and we say, oh, you know what? You could do that here or here or here or here. Then that funnel becomes an hourglass and you get through that little pinch point in the funnel or the hourglass. And then you find the world opening up and, and where you thought you were headed for one career objective or one career path, you find it could be 10 different jobs in five different industries easily where you could have that career fulfillment. So that's where we want to go. And so we want to talk about today. And that's what I find. And, and with me, even that's what I found. You know, I used to think, well, this, I, what's my job? I got to find that thing. I got to do that thing. And that's all I can do. But what I found at this point in my career, I mean, I was a, I was a manager of people for about 25 years at different, in different organizations. I thrived to an extent there, but it didn't give me everything I needed. I couldn't get everything I needed from that one job. And so then I moved on to different things and I would plug into one thing and, un and find it's not really what I'm looking for. I'd unplug, I'd unplug from that and plug into another thing. And that was better, but it didn't have some of the things the first thing had. And so you can go serially and plug in from one, plug in and out of one thing to another. Um, but what you're going to find is there are a lot of things you could do. And this is where people get multiple income streams a lot of times because they're like, well, this one job, that's my main thing, but it doesn't give me everything I want. And so you could, you could do side gigs and things like that, but you could find a career that's going to give you most of everything you need for career fulfillment. So my experience was being a manager was great because I got to coach people. A lot of the management job I didn't like very much, though. So I got to coach people, and that was great. Um, I worked for the Home Depot for a while in a store, and I got to coach customers on their home improvement needs. And I loved doing that. I've been a professional snowboard instructor, and I got to show people how to ride a snowboard. Uh, so many things I've been able to do. I get to do public speaking now, which I really feel is if there is one thing I'm supposed to be doing, that's probably the one. 
I love doing that. I love connecting with audiences. I love that connection and that, that knowing, those knowing glances I get when I say something that has meaning to them and it's going to change something in their life. I love that. So all these different things, when I came through that pinch point in the hourglass, I can see, wow, I could have happy days doing all of these things or any one of them. I could have a lot of career fulfillment. So what is it that you can do that is like that, where when you discover those strengths, those peak experiences, those things you rocked, what can you do with that and where can you take it? The answer is lots of places. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about career fulfillment. Now, let's talk about how do we get there? How do we get there? Because a lot of you are saying, well, how did I get here? To quote a Talking Heads song. You're, you're wondering how you got here. You're in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s. Maybe it's earlier. Maybe you're still in your 20s and you're saying, well, how did I get here? And you're thinking, what do I do now? So it's time for some self-reflection and maybe a little goal setting. I know people roll their eyes and cringe. A lot of people do when I say goal setting. Don't make me do goals. Look, it's not going to be that bad. And, and first, we're going to go through the self-reflection. And that part is fun. So let's talk about the self-reflection. How did you get here? What are you doing right now? And are you questioning that? How did I get here? Why am I here? Why do I keep staying here? Why do I keep coming here day after day? If you follow me on social media, I did one of my, uh, my Love Monday tips about a week or so ago where I was talking about somebody that I know, a friend of mine, who he has gone from one job to another, and not really one job to another, one company, from one company to another in the same job. And he says, you know, I just I can't stand this place. I don't like this place. And I was like, whoa, okay, well, what about the place you worked before? Well, I hated that place too, and I think I hate this place a little bit more. Well, what about the place before that? Yeah, that place was horrible. And it turns out it's not the place, it's, it's the job that is, he's ill-suited for. So he's never going to be happy, no matter how great the company is, because he's doing something he shouldn't be doing. He's, he's making what I call the Bruce Jenner mistake, and that is trying to be something you're not. Now, before you come down my throat and make a lot of comments and say, what are you judging Bruce Jenner for? I'm not. I'm, I'm using Bruce, I'm using Caitlyn Jenner's words from the, I think it was in that first Vanity Fair interview where he said, I was Bruce Jenner for 65 years and I was miserable. That's the Bruce Jenner mistake, trying to be something you're not. He was trying to be something he wasn't. And how often do we do that in our career? We took the advice of mom and dad or mom or dad or some other trusted advisor and we, they said, this is what you should do. And to please them or because we didn't have a better idea, we went down that path and we started making that mistake of trying to be something we're not. It wasn't anything that we ever wanted to be, but our parents are well-intended and they say, you should go do this. You got to have security. You got to have safety. Go do this thing. It'll be a good job. It'll be a solid job. And that's where we operate in our zone of excellence sometimes. And that sounds good, the zone of excellence, but it's not nearly as good as it could be because people want you in your zone of excellence because you do great work. Your employer wants you there. Your family wants you there. Your significant other wants you there because it's dependable and you're going to keep the money coming in. But you still have this yearning for more. So self-reflection, what do you do and how did you get here? Are you making the Bruce Jenner mistake? Because somebody else kind of led you in that direction. Now, you could be making the Bruce Jenner mistake for several reasons. A, your parents or a trusted advisor led you in that direction. The other one is um, 
you just stumbled into the job and you just kept doing it. Like my friend who was like in an accounting job and just keeps doing it. Not really happy to be there. Um, or some people tell me, well, the job just found me. So you, you have this one where somebody else told you to take this job and you did it and you're not happy because it wasn't you. You didn't ever want to do it. That middle one is, um, well, it's kind of the same thing, but you, nobody, nobody sort of guided you into it. You just found the job and you stick with it, stuck with it. And then that third one is where the job finds me, found me. And a lot of people take that and they say, oh, that's so great. This job found me. I wasn't even looking. And this job found me. Well, how good is that really? Have, are you reaching your potential if a job just found you? You didn't choose it. It's sort of like choosing a partner. Um, I, yeah, I like that partner because they liked me first. And so I probably wouldn't have chosen them, but they chose me, and I, I like to be chosen. And so you end up on this path that's like, mm, you find out later on, it's not really, this isn't a good match. And it's more painful if it's a partner, but if it's a job, it's pretty big when you find that out. So that's not a good reason to take that job either. So you've been making the Bruce Jenner mistake. How do we get out of this? Now it's time for the self-reflection, more, the next step in self-reflection. You figured out why you got here and you're realizing that's not working. So what do you do with this? I'm going to tell you, you need to figure out what drives you in your career. Now, there is a great tool out there and it's not mine, but it's one that I'm very well familiar with and it's called Career Drivers by Bridge and it's an app that you can get in the App Store or Google Play, wherever you get your apps, go to Career Drivers by Bridge. You can also just Google that, and I think there's an online one that you could use as well. And what it's going to do is take you through a little activity that's through process of elimination is going to help you find what drives your career. And then it's going to ask you how well in your current role are these needs, needs being met. And you're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to factor that in and say, oh, well, this need's not being met very well, or this driver's not being met. This driver is, this driver's not. I'm willing to bet that if you dread Monday, if you get the Sunday scaries at any time on Sunday, your drivers are not being met by and large. And so that's something you're going to want to take a look at and, and make some decisions based on that. But at least let's not, get, let's not get the cart before the horse. Let's take one thing at a time. So go do your drivers, career drivers by bridge, get your results and, and see how well those drivers are being met. Next thing. What are your strengths? Now, how can you find this out? There is an assessment called the Clifton Strengths Assessment. It's also known as Strengths Finder. I'm a Strengths Finder coach, and I've been doing the, helping people with this for about 10 years now. And it is a great way to figure out what your talents are. Even Gallup, the organization that, that launched this, calls it a, a talent assessment. And it's may, and there are 34 of these themes, strengths themes or talent themes, that are found to be universal in all people. You got them all. It'd be things like competition and communication and being an achiever or a maximizer or things like that. 34 themes found to be universal in all people, but you play to about five of them, maybe a few more than five. But this assessment, the Clifton Strengths Assessment, is going to give you your top five. And between career drivers and your strengths assessment, you're going to have a bunch of aha moments that are going to say, they're going to lead you to, wow, this is why I am the way I am and the, do the things I do. Because these are my career drivers. These are my strengths. Now, 
you got some stuff that you can start to look at and say, oh, now what do I do? Now I know how I got here. I know what I'm bringing to the table. Now where do I go from here? Well, there's still a little more self-reflection I want you to do. And I'm going to direct you. I don't do this too blatantly in this podcast, but I'm going to direct you to lovemondaylikefriday.com. That is my website. It's got a lot of free resources, but where you want to go are to the paid resources. And I've got two levels of, of, of paid membership. And the first one is nine bucks a month. You can cancel at any time, but this is where you're going to go find some really cool tools to help you on this whole um, getting the most of your career. I'm going to direct you to some tools. If you go to lovemondaylikefriday.com, there are um, some exercises and I'm going to go there right now. thought I had it pulled up, but I don't. There are some exercises there that you can pull from. And when you sign up for the, the basic membership, you will go to some exercise. First of all, it's going to just explain to you what I kind of explained to you in brief today. What do we mean by loving Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason? Then it's going to take you through the four mistakes. And these are video lessons with some exercises that are going to help you. This is, this is what I coach people on. And I'm a pretty high-priced coach when it comes to coaching. But And so some people don't want to go to that expense. Now, I'm going to tell you, whether it's me or some other coach that resonates with you, you are going, that's the greatest life hack ever is to get a coach. I've had a coach for my voice. I've had a coach for my TV appearances. I've had a coach for, for my speaking. I've had a coach for making decorated cookies, for crying out loud. If I want to learn something fast, I get a coach. So I might not resonate with you as a coach, but what you'll find at lovemondaylikefriday.com is my whole, all of the things I take you through at least initially in the coaching process. And this is how you can do it. It's a DIY job for you. You know, I'm coming from my Home Depot background. This is a do-it-yourself job. What you don't get with that is feedback. So you, that's the only thing that you, that you can't get from a book or an online course that you can get from a coach. So whether you use me or somebody else, I encourage you to get a coach for anything you want to be good at because it's the greatest, fastest hack to getting to where you want to be. So anyway, the paid resources at lovemondaylikefriday.com. You'll go through the four mistakes and you're going to learn a lot about that and which, and you might be making more than one of those four mistakes that make you hate Monday, but you're going to find out which ones they are. You're going to get in detail on that and understand better why you hate Monday so that now you can do something about it. Then we're going to talk about, um, the next thing is, the next thing I want you to do in this reflection process is that thing you rocked exploring your peak experiences. So you're going to go through, and there's an exercise out there. I'm going to, there's a video that I'm going, to, I'm going to be your instructor. I'm going to take you through this, but then there's an exercise to help you identify those best days at work. Probably like the five or six best days you've ever had at work. And what are the common threads between those? Those things you rocked on the job. What can you do with those as you go forward? And so that's why I'm saying between your drivers, your strengths, those things you rocked, you're going to start to find these common connecting points to say, oh, like for me, this is why I'm so good at coaching employees when I manage them. This is why I'm so good at coaching people who want to learn to ride a snowboard. This is so good. This is why I'm so good at coaching people who can't start their lawnmower and coming in to buy a new one. And I actually talk them out of buying a new lawnmower because I learned, I taught them how to start the one they've got. So those things I could do, I could thrive in all those areas. I can thrive as a speaker or a podcaster because these are the things I do best. And my best days at work have these common threads in them. 
So that's what you're going to do with that thing you rocked. Then there's another thing you're going to get on lovemondaylikefriday.com called energy gainers and energy drainers. And energy gainers are what we're going to do here is have you look at your current role and say, of all the tasks I have to do in a day, these are the things that give me energy and these are the things that drain my energy. Because when you're doing things that give you energy, you're using your talents or those top five strengths you just discovered in taking the Clifton Strengths Assessment. So your energy gainers are when you get to use your talents on the job. Now, you ought to be about 75% of your time use, having energy gaining activities in your job. If you're not, you're not using your strengths and you're probably not achieving those career drivers either. So you are in a bad situation. Now, do you need to change your job or your company? Maybe not. That's, that remains to be seen, but you might have to. It just depends on how far off you are. So again, energy gainers to drainers, 75-25 as a rule. If it's, if it's more inverted than that, then you're going to have a problem. If it can be, ideally, you'd like to get to about 95.5 if you could, um, but it needs to be at least 75.25. And energy gainers versus drainers in, on lovemondaylikefriday.com is going to give you a tool to help you assess that pretty quickly. So again, those are some resources that you can use as you do this self-reflection and some resources you can use to make some decisions and some resources that you can use to hate to say it, but set some goals. And when you do that, you're going to start to make progress toward that thing you should be doing to help you love Monday, just like Friday, but for a different reason. So with that, let's talk about some other things. And we're going to do some future episodes on this, on these other ones. I'm going to just touch on them now as a teaser for what you got to expect coming up continuous learning and skill development. I do some public speaking. I have this year at some, some pretty big events um, regarding skill development for companies, not necessarily for individuals. It touches on the individual. But when we look at a company, I typically ask these leaders of HR and leaders of business, what is your skills strategy? What are you doing to increase the skills so that your organization has a great skill to market fit? and your people have a great skill to organization fit. It's, it's one of three things. You're either upskilling your current employees, you're reskilling your current employees because they need to shift to a new role, or you're acquiring skills through hiring. Now, this, if you can imagine like three circles, and these circles, the upskilling, the reskilling, and the acquiring skills will expand and contract for an organization, depending on what's going on. Like right now, we're not really in a recession, but we're in a time of tight budgetary constraints, and so companies aren't really hiring as much right now. So that acquiring skills circle is contracting, where upskilling is expanding and reskilling is expanding in most organizations. And so what is it for you? What's your skills strategy? Well, are you going to, you can't, you might be able to acquire skills, but it's still going to be some learning, but you might go out and buy a degree, but you're going to have to, you, that's kind of a combination of acquiring the degree but also upskilling or reskilling yourself. So primarily those an individual, you're going to look at upskilling and reskilling to be able to get to where you want to go. So you need to continue to develop these skills. And I was having lunch with, with, a, with a lady that I coached about five years ago, and she keeps coming back to me for a little, you know, some fine-tuning uh, every now and then. I was having lunch with her on Friday, and this is one of the things we came up with because she's feeling like her opportunities are getting a little bit more limited where she works. She, we got her to a place where she loves what she does. She loves the organization. 
but she wants to go a level higher and she's finding some roadblocks. And so one of those things was to upskill for her. You know, when was the last time she got a certification or took a course relevant to what she loves doing in this career? And it'd been a while. So that's one of the things she's going to do. She's also going to have some heart-to-heart conversations with her boss to say, what is really holding me back from going to that next level? So those are all things you can do. But for the future, start looking at, once you've done this self-reflection we're talking about today, start looking at what can you do for skill development. Then we're going to talk about networking and building relationships. And there's an episode of the Love Monday podcast where I talk about storytelling. I think it's back in May or somewhere, so you have to go take a look at that. A few episodes ago, the topic was storytelling, and part of that is telling your story and what does your LinkedIn profile look like. It needs to be a story. It's not supposed to look like a resume. And the reason I know this is because, again, what did I do? I got a coach that helped me realize what I need to do. So the nutshell version of this episode is you need to get to your LinkedIn profile and list every single job you've had from that lemonade stand you had when you were seven years old to what you're doing now. Every single one of those jobs needs to go on your LinkedIn profile. And then you need to go back through and you need to tell the story of your character development. You need to go from the first one and say, this is the one or two things I learned at, on this, at this lemonade stand that has made me who I am today. And you do that with every job you've had. So you've got this great narrative story. It's not, here's my job and here are the bullet points of the things I did. Nobody cares about that. There are eight, there's 800 million people on LinkedIn and they're all doing that same thing. You need to stand out. So that's, that's one way you're going to stand out. We'll get into an episode probably two weeks from now about networking and building, um, uh, building relationships. And it's, it starts with your LinkedIn profile, but then you got to actually get out and build those relationships. Then we'll talk more about work-life balance and your own well-being. So we're going to have an episode about that. But these are all things you need to do to be looking at to, to get to the most get the most out of your career. And then finally, we'll have an episode on overcoming um, career challenges when you come up with those. Like my friend that I had lunch with on Friday, she's having some career challenges. So what does she do? She re-engaged with her coach to, again, do some fine-tuning to overcome those challenges. So we got some cool stuff coming up for you, some cool episodes as we go into this kind of series on getting the most out of your career. I'm glad you joined me today. I hope you'll join me next week. If you haven't subscribed, why haven't you subscribed? This is good stuff for you, and I do it for you. If you need more help, go to lovemondaylikefriday.com. You can book me as a coach as well out there. I'd be happy to do that. But again, like I say, I may not be your flavor. I'm not everybody's flavor, but you need to find somebody who is because, what did I say earlier? Your greatest life hack is to get a coach. And it pays to do that. It costs to do that. But you'll all, almost always, if you do the work that you, that you come upon with your coach, it's going to pay you back greater than what you're paying your coach. It just always works that way. So get a coach for whatever you want to get better at doing. Join me next week and also subscribe to the Love Monday podcast. And if you get a chance, go out and rate this as well. I'd really like to see what you think about it. Until then... Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon.